back again. We did it again. Mm-hmm. The top poppers. Pop poppers. The top poppers. We'll pop your bottom too, though. Don't get <laughs> oh, <it. laughs> boy. oh boy, you're off to a bottom start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's going on? It's good. To, it's good to be back. Yes. We're good to be back. I was thinking that maybe we can start with a a couple deep meditative breaths. You didn't give me any warning about this. No, we just. I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, we are we are the chakra pop. Yes. You know, I think it only it is only fitting that. We start with a couple deep meditative breaths that, you know, everybody can get in on. I like it. Everybody like can it. get on board. Yeah. Like who, who, who can't stand to do a couple deep meditative breaths every it now It really again? will change your, the course of your day. Like, it's underestimated how much, like, five deep breaths can change the course of your day. That's a lot of deep breaths, Angie. I was thinking, like, two. Two? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, start small. Like, yeah. anything is good. But it's, for me, when I'm really worked up, I need five. Yeah, for how easy it is to just take a couple breaths, it's wild how often we don't do that as a society. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's really, as easy as it is to do, it is way easier to not do. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those, yeah, one of those things. If I'm all worked up at the kids mm-hmm. and I try to take deep, I can't even take them. That's when I know I'm worked up. Yeah, because part of you as a parent doesn't want to get no. the fire out of you. No. You want to hit them. Yeah, you want to send it their way. Yeah. Fireball them. Yeah, you Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. When you go one, two, two, two deep breaths. Two. Okay. Maybe three. Let's go three. Three. Let's split the difference here. Okay. That's that's over halfway. Yeah. Ready? In. Out. That's one. That's one good deep breath. One more in the nose, out the mouth. In. One um, recent deep breath technique that I've uh, come across was that you imagine a square mm-hmm. and you breathe in one side of the square, hold it, top of the square, breathe out, bottom of the square, and then just relax. Yeah, that's two around. deep breaths. That square? That's, yeah. two, that's two solid deep breaths. Come in and yeah. out. Yeah, and out and out. No, no, no. You have to hold. You're in, hold, out. Okay, I like that. Square those breaths up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like that. So yeah, now I feel that that was awesome. That was great. I already feel better. I don't want to hit anybody. <laughs> no, you wanted to hit be- hit before. No, but it's uh, I could have got there. <laughs> you definitely don't want to hit now. Yeah, I can always get there. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm always. Are we gonna hit? <laughs> you know, if we're not hitting. We're not hitting. No. I get it. No, I'm cool with it. I'll be fine with it. We loving. Yeah, it's about that. Yeah, let's love. Let's love a little bit. I'm still one week. I'm still straight edge. Straight edge. Still feeling the straight edge. I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah. Well, I'm loving mean, it. Well, I'm having things happen that I didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Know? Like I was telling you before I decided to go straight edge that I was, you know, like millimeters away from getting reading glasses because I was having trouble mm. seeing. Yeah. You know, uh, just seeing at night. You know, reading reading my phone. Looking. Well, Looking at me. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. <laughs> you know? Right, right. You weren't educating. No, not at all. You weren't learning. But now that I stopped smoking, it's like my eyesight came back. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. I and now I am reading. Yeah. I'm reading. My my phone my phone screen time was up eighteen percent this week, and I was like, what the? Why? Why is my phone? And it's it was for news and information. Bringing in that news and information. I'm taking in news and information. Yeah. 
I saw I saw um, eye drops being advertised so that you could stay up later and look at your phone. Like you need these eye drops so that you can stay up later and look at your phone. And I was like, oh no, that's a trap. That's no good. That's a trap, right? That's brought to you by your phone. Yeah, your phone is sponsoring those eye drops. Yeah, <laughs> those are eye drops. Those are the letter I, big D, R O P S. Uh huh. They're like Apple eye drops. Yes, they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm not falling for that. No, I didn't like that. Yeah, that's a, that is for sure a scam. Uh, but yeah, feeling I'm 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 yeah I'm 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 into this. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. So, I uh, yeah, so tell me more. Tell not not tell me more, but this this movie that has you all freaked out that you're watching. Tell me about. This. Yeah. Um. It's on Netflix. It's called Leave the World Behind. Mm-hmm. Um. So I you know it kept saying that it was the number one movie. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. First of all, the first thing I noticed was that um, the executive producers mm-hmm. of this movie is Michelle and Barack Obama. I'm out. Weird, right? I'm out. Why are they executive producing movies? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't trust it. Right? You know, I, and it's not even that it's Michelle and Barack Obama, but right now I don't trust any politician for anything. Yeah. If they're involved with it, I am out. I'm sick and tired of politics being like sneaking into my life. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. So Julia Roberts is the star of it, but um, all right, that might be back. Yeah, I know, it's hard. Um, and it's just like this couple goes on vacation, and then like, like the world starts. You know, like all the things that were like, well, what if one day our cell phones just stop working? Mm-hmm. You know, TV stops working. Mm-hmm. The satellite phone, like, because they're up at a wealthy Long Island place. Okay, they went to the neighbors, found that they knew how to satellite phone. Satellite phone not working. Mm. They like. Not they haven't seen people because they're at like a beach town, like off season, you know, yeah. and um and weird stuff like the animals are being weird. Like they haven't really like. Noticed. So they so they got back. They got knocked back to 1992. Yeah, but then but then a um like an ocean liner, a tanker runs aground, and airplanes are like falling out of the sky. Mm. And you know, so it's freaky. And the and then there's this like really high pitched sound that's like happening every once in a while. It's okay. Like, like and a tinnitus. Tinnitus? Yeah, that when you hear that. Like yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, just that real I loud. hope that's what that is. <laughs> and like windows are cracking. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I feel like here, now that I'm reading again, I feel more confident about saying words, mm-hmm. but I almost don't know what anything means. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I say things. The other day I said wayward souls yeah. in a sentence, mm-hmm. and I think I said it right. <laughs> And then I suddenly was like, I don't know what wayward souls means. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they, you know, possible lockjaw. Yeah. Um, I'm very disappointed with this family, how they're handling an emergency, right? They're like splitting up at different points. And I'm mm. like, your cell phones don't work. Why are you like the husband's like, oh, I'll go to town. And then he doesn't have his GPS and he gets lost. And it's like, you guys didn't game plan for that. You know, yeah. like, like there's some choices that they're making that is just like, stop it, family. You know, and then there's like they were renting a house, so and the family that owns the house came back, and then um, the family that owned the house was a black family. So there's like, you know, they they're definitely getting their jabs of this like. There's still black, racial tension. White tension, yeah. There's racial tension. These are the only people left on the earth, as far as they're concerned. The end of the world is happening, and they're still like, well. Well, the daughter's like <laughs> telling her dad, she's like, Dad, you better choose me over these white people. when the shit hits the fan, like keeps it in the fan. Yeah, and man, stop I wonder. Trusting them. I wonder, like, if let me let me ask you this, right? When the shit hits the fan, 
and we have to start making decisions on whether or not we're going to eat people, what ethnicities are we going after? Like, are we going for flavor? <laughs> you know what I mean? Are white people seasoned? <laughs> or are white people, do you think white people are delicious or bland? I think it's more the consideration than a race, Sydney, because like we've got some veal choices. Like, are you looking for veal type meat? You know, you've got. Oh, look you're at talking about you're looking at fitness. Yeah, fitness like, I don't know. Yeah, I think that. Um, I feel like that might have more of an impact on the flavor of the human. I'm picking my. I'm picking my people socioeconomically. Yeah, you want some high class people. No, you want some organic. I want delicious. <laughs> I want delicious poor people. You want people <laughs> filled with Entenmann's and uh-huh. uh, Dunkin' Donuts? Yeah, I want people who have pre- pre- they've been preparing their whole life for me. <laughs> They're oozing butter. <laughs> They're <Yes>. just like. <laughs> Those are the people I want. But I worry about them. Like, I don't know if somebody's pumped full of soda is going to taste good. I, I mean, ugh, I guess that's uh, yet to be seen. We'll find out. <laughs> will we? We will find out. <laughs> but no, I think, I think that's, uh, I think it's, I'm taking my chances. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm not like, you know, I'm not I don't think I'm going to be health conscious at that moment. Man, you know, that samurai show that I was watching, the blue eyed samurai. Yeah. One of the bad guys in that show, he had a storyline that um he was in a town that was like during war and the other country blockaded off all the food coming to their, you know, to the people mm-hmm. to try to win the war. And um, so it came to eating people. It was time to eat people. Right. Yeah. And um, first of all, he let his little sister drink his blood for two weeks to try to keep her alive. Okay. And then when, like, he couldn't anymore and she died, he had to guard her body so the people wouldn't eat her. And then he... He was just letting her marinate. Yeah. <laughs> then he... Like, uh, she ain't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> he cut out her liver because I, I assume the liver is the most nutritious piece of human meat you could eat. Oh, man. I, wasn't him even, to I eat. was not even thinking that. Yeah. No, I was like, I was, I was thinking like calf, yeah. you know? <laughs> You're eating butt cheek, yeah. be real. <laughs> yeah, I'm going straight to that. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're going to save the, the butt for like a special occasion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, like, you know, fry up them toes and fingers. <laughs> I mean, people fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's, he's eating her liver. But, and it was just like, he said he never ate a meal after that without thinking of eating his little sister's liver i could see that yeah, right <laughs> i could totally see that right that it's, might impact your life a little it's bit. it's probably traumatizing yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah every time you burp it's like was that her <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah i get that mm-hmm. all right so the the this this movie uh the yeah the, the you're so you're just freaked out you're freaked out by this movie yeah it was just like um you know like like I was driving and, you know, you start looking around at all these people and you like are thinking about how much you're trusting other people to make good decisions when you're driving like 60, 70 miles on a highway. Yeah. You know, um, and then just thinking about like, like if it all goes wrong, you know, like, are we really ready? Yeah. Are we and that ready? was that was miles per hour, not just distance that you were talking about, like 60, right, my- 60 70 miles per hour. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like I, I am relying on these people not, you know wanting to end it all in a head-on collision in any, every time I'm on the highway. Right? Like, I don't really trust people in a grocery store with their grocery cart. And the worst they're going to do is bump me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly watching my heels. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you I got, did I tell you I got, I got, uh, I got sideswiped 
my cart got sideswiped by a by a by a husky dude at the grocery store. <laughs> not too long were you ago. guys going opposite directions, or were you racing the same direction? No. So we. So okay. When I when I grab a cart out of the cart stack, mm-hmm. I do this little trick, right? You, I grab it by like you the, spin it, huh? I do. I spin it. You're I move it do and it spin in a black it, way, huh? and then gra- <laughs> yeah, it's like and one mix cart. <laughs> so, you know, I do a little spin, and I do it all in one motion and keep it moving. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I I sometimes say a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't remember what kind of thing do you say. I usually be like got him, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not at anybody. But it's my and one mix cart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, I did that as, as another person was walking up to the cart. He wasn't close enough that I took his cart. Right. But I did the thing. And by the time that the spin move finished and I put both hands on the cart to start pushing and I was like, got him. We were like next to each other. Mm-hmm. So I think he thought that I was like, take that loser. <laughs> What kind of, I don't know. We just talked about how we don't trust people. He doesn't trust you. Okay. He, he, no, I was, a, I was a stranger. I mean, you, you don't, you don't, you don't know what a person's life is like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he, he was, he was, he was like, a, like I said, he was a plus size gentleman and who, who knows what he thinks people think about him. Right. You right. know what I mean? So he probably thought that I thought, who knows, who knows? I don't even want to speculate. Right? Yeah. But in the grocery store, I was, you know. At the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> as you often are. As I, as I find myself. Even if I'm not buying chicken, I got a window shop chicken. <laughs> right? So I was, at the, I was at the chicken, and he was walking by me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have my hand on the cart at the mm-hmm. time, but he purposely rammed my cart and sideswiped it and kept moving. He didn't say anything, but his posture as he was walking away, it said, got him. Got him. It said got him. Got him. <laughs> so, yeah, he got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't even, it wasn't, I couldn't even in a mature way respond because I would have been escalating. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I just had to accept the fact that he got me. He got you. He did. He got, got me. God, yeah. So, yeah, I don't trust anybody out there. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, you don't know what anybody, you don't know what's on anybody's mind Mm-mm. at any moment out Mm-mm. there. You know? So, um, yeah. So. Ansley, are you ready to pop these chakras? Of course. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think I have a good one lined up for us today. Okay. I think this is going to be a good time. Okay. You ready to pop these chakras? So, uh, we're going to start with the root chakra, as we always do. Mm-hmm. The root chakra deal- deals with fear and anger, right? And I have a brand new fear. Okay. Right? So, uh, as all this, all this reading that I'm doing, I read this article that this uh, gentleman wrote. He was married to a woman for 45 years. And she passed away. At the end of her life, she passed away from a terminal illness that he was in hospice with her for. Sure. Right? And the whole entire time they were in hospice, she was telling him, like, listen, I know you a bitch. So when I die, just focus on one thing to do at a time. But find one thing. She can't really call him a bitch. She didn't call him a bitch. But the way she was talking to him was like, I know you're not going to be able to handle this. You don't think that that uh, that is the way? Like, I would be very worried about you. I mean, I think that's fair, but she definitely thought he was a bitch. Okay. You know, and I, I, I uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if you, dis- okay. you decide whether or not I'm correct. But he, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, and I'm glad that you would worry about, me, right? Mm-hmm. And I would worry about you too. But mm-hmm. I think it would be more. I think I would be more instead of being like, listen, you know, focus on one thing at a time. It would be like, you know, you got, this. you, you mm-hmm. can handle. It. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we we've been we've been pre- I've been preparing you for my death this whole entire time by by weighing you down in life, <laughs> so that when I die, things actually get better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start skipping at ninety. Yeah. Like, Woo. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I have disposable income. Like just like, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like I I have you know I'm preparing you now. Right. Okay. So. She's like, you know, just focus on one thing, do that one thing, and then move on to the next thing, do that one thing, move on to the next thing. Which, very wise, you know, and, and mm. it seems like people on their deathbeds tend to get pretty wise. And so he started reading her journal mm-hmm. afterward. Mm. And mm. so, again, before her death, or even during her death, he was under the impression that his wife was just this very stoic human who was really good at handling things. and uh just didn't she just w- wasn't overwhelmed by life um she was like a, a rock like a source of strength for him and then upon reading her journals found out that she wasn't really that stoic at all right and most of her concerns was about his business mm. right and he was reading her journals and one of the things in the journals that he read was um i think i hate him oh no <laughs> <laughs> but pause 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 45 years. That's a long time. You don't, like, you don't think you could catch, like, if you were a journaler, like a daily journaler, you don't think you could catch you on a day where you'd be like, mm, Ansley is rubbing me the wrong way. See, see how you're setting it up? See how you're setting it up? You didn't say, you don't think I have days where I'm like, Sydney is rubbing me the wrong way. You didn't say that. <laughs> I'm asking you. But that's my fear, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> my fear is that you do and uh you confirmed it now <laughs> by by backing her <laughs> but so here's the deal but it was it had a lot to do with how their relationship started i think because they met in college they were both at penn state mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> they were both at, and he he was uh he was a wayward soul i think Mm-hmm. Uh, he was mm-hmm. kind of like getting kicked out of college. He wasn't Uh-oh. getting his shit together. Had to take a year off, huh? <laughs> he did have to take a year mm-hmm. off. That's mm-hmm. true. And um, they got back. He got back in, and then mm-hmm. uh, that's when they met. And he was kind of starting yeah. to find direction. Kinda. She was in a graduate. Really. She, you know, she was in a graduate. She program. was killing it. She was. And then he graduated first, and he had a direction that he wanted to go, which was going to leave. Uh, the area that they were in and she needed to stay in that area to do her graduate program but she was like listen if you marry me I will go with you. and this is 10 months into being in a relationship oh wow right if you marry me I will go with you he married her she went with him and they moved around a lot for his job mm. and she never complained about it mm. but she hated every second right I mean they're a little bit older right too like this is back in the time where like as a woman, you you wouldn't you wouldn't move and travel with a man unless he married you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because again, forty five years of relationship, and she passed away, I think, in two thousand fourteen. Yeah. And the article was written very recently, right. and uh, t- it took him, you know, nine years to be able to cope <laughs> with the 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 journals <laughs> to share what he found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just had his head. He just had his hand in his forehead for nine <laughs> years. Like fuck. <laughs> Man, I need to get this off my chest. <laughs> so yeah, after so he's writing this article, and uh, 
he didn't go into any more details about stuff that she wrote. I bet he didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know, he could only he he was only ready to deal with that one part. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh I think we need to have a no journaling rule in our house. <laughs> <laughs> How about just like I'll put all my journals in one place when I die mm-hmm. or right before I die, we bonfire. Mm. Okay. However, there is no way I'm not dying before you. <laughs> There's no way. Well, then just don't read my journals, dude. Can I read your journals on my deathbed? Is that how you want to go? No, not, not, not the <laughs> way you asked that question. No. <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> but I was like, well, that might give me a second win. <laughs> I might spite live. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, it does. Like, I might live an extra 20 years out of spite. (laughs) Yeah. I might set the record for living. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just running on fumes of anger. (laughs) Oh, that bitch think I was just going to die after reading that, huh? Oh, no, she's going to have to look at my face. (laughs) She's going to have to see me. Uh huh. (laughs) I'm just going to be living looking at you like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be living with a grumpy black lady for the rest of my life for the last 20 years of my life i mean everybody should yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we used to journal all the i think i want to get back into journaling now that i'm straight edge i feel yeah. like i can do it again i feel like yeah. i'm ready like i need to do something with my brain i need to jot this shit down i yeah. feel smart again you think i'd be okay if i read your journals i think i'd just be like oh this this guy yeah. Like, I don't even think you talk about me in your journals, to be honest. I think it's just like all these weird conspiracy theories and like things that I'd just be like, oh, more of this. I've had enough of this. Like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, today I threw something into a trash can from like four feet, banked it off of two walls, landed in. Y'all yeah, got it. Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Yeah, if you wrote a, if you wrote a book about my journals, it'd be called How I Got Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pretty. That was that was fun. That was a fun. I, I enjoyed reading that article. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but it was it was like too. It was like very clear that this dude was a bit. He never even checked in. Yeah, I mean that's what I was thinking. Like they never had a conversation about this. He never was like like Hey, I know you were following your passion and you left it to move with me. Like how how's that going? Yeah, if you're not checking in, if you're with somebody for that long and you don't check in, they're going to journal about There's you. a reason you're not checking in. Yeah, yeah. You know not to check in. Yeah. You know, that's for you. You're mm-hmm. not checking in for you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm checking in. How you doing? How you feel about me? <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we at? <laughs> where are you at? You hate me? When did you hate me? You still hate me? <laughs> So yeah, that's a shocker pop. I feel good about that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get my answers, but I feel good about I mean, I, I put it out there. Okay. Right? Mm. So I'm going to read your journals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. How do, I mean, do you, are you feel good? Mm-hmm. All right. Just checking in. <laughs> just checking in on you. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next chakra. Moving on to the pelvis chakra. Mm-hmm. And of course, the pelvis chakra has to deal with um, uh, guilt and pleasure. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, we use it as an apology chakra. Yeah. So we just got done our Patreon episode. And for this week's Patreon, we did a fight commentary and analysis on one of Ansley's jujitsu matches. 
it was probably one of the most controversial jiu-jitsu matches that Ansley has ever been in. Mm-hmm. And we did the fight commentary and analysis for that against her uh, competitor that she sees a lot, Molly. Come check it out. $1 gives you all of our exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to this podcast right now that you're watching, Shocker Poppers After Dark, which you can see plenty of those on our Patreon, but also the fight commentary and analysis that we do, which we just got done doing, which you'll get to see with that $1. Come to the dojo with us. And now we're going to get back to this episode. And now we're going to get back to this episode and find out what in the world of apologies happened. Yes. Right. So this this was really funny to me. So there's a comp- uh, there's a gun a gun store. I think it was down south somewhere. And they're using uh, a billboard advertisement that has a picture of Santa Claus, like a guy dressed up as Santa holding a gun I over his shoulder. I heard that people didn't like this. I people heard were a little... so upset about yes. it. And they were demanding an apology for it, right? Yeah. Which is why this made it into the apology shocker. Yeah. But the thing that made me laugh about it is that the people, the anti-gun group that was complaining about it, they said, and I quote, uh, guns are not for children and Santa is not for adults. it's a funny way to put it isn't it a funny it's like you don't get to take the christmas spirit away from adults just because you're trying to make a point yeah why isn't santa for adults yeah santa is an adult yeah you know that's creepy if he's only for kids yeah you know also in 2023 i think santa should be packing i i was thinking Okay, if we're going to talk about Santa, he's a man that lives up in the North Pole. Mm-hmm. He's a wilderness man. He's a wilderness man. There's animals up there. There's polar bears up there. He's, you know, he doesn't live near a grocery store. This yeah. man has a gun. He's got to have a gun. And it was the type of gun that type of Santa you just described would have. It wasn't like he had an AK-47. Yeah. He had like, like it was like a rifle. Yeah, you think wolves don't try to eat his reindeers? He's got to protect Rudolph. Those elves need some protections. Yeah, I, Ansley, I didn't even think about it this way. Yeah. I was thinking about the fact that he needed guns to, like, go in. He's going into people's houses unannounced. That's true. You know? Like, most of the states, a lot of the states he's going to, like, when he's going into these homes, they're staying your ground states. I don't think he should have a shootout with somebody. Yeah, but, like. He has magical bullets. When he's going to Florida, he's got to be packing. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be packing in Florida. Yeah. That's, that is, like, people, I have no doubt in my mind. That there are people strapped, sitting by their chimneys, just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no cookies, no milk. No. Or maybe they bait. Maybe they got a little bait. Yeah. You know? But they're just sitting there just like, I wish a Santa would. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I like yours better. Yeah. I think he is a man of a gun. Yeah. He's a gun man. Yeah. You're, you're, the way you're painting him out to be, he's like uh uh. Santonio Banderas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to think that, like, we all think he's tubby under there, you know? Yeah. But he's more of, like, an Uncle Iroh character that, like, if those red, if that red coat came off, you know? Oh, he's jacked? That's a jacked man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, Santonio Banderas in Desperudolf. <laughs> Dude, he's just, like, ju- like, rolling around, like, just, like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> You know, throwing like throwing stuff in stockings, yeah, <laughs> like sure. bouncing out. <laughs> yeah, Santa's not for adults, huh? Yeah, that cracked me up. Yeah, guns are not for children, and Santa is not for adults. That's uh, that's like 
um if you like like that's very dislikable like the people saying that like mm-hmm. even if i didn't if, even if i was like oh yeah i don't i don't like that message you know i don't want my kids you know i would still be like ew yeah. don't tell me that yeah <laughs> don't it's say weird it like that that is a weird way to put it yeah and also too i mean I, guns are not for children but there are plenty of families out there that teach their kids how to hunt Teach their kids about gun safety. The most classic story of all, BB guns for kids. I mean. Red Ryder BB gun. Right. You got to Yeah. Literally. For kids. Yeah. BB guns are for kids. Yes. Man. I need to. I need to go talk to those people. <laughs> you think you could do it? Well. They're going to journal about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably one of the most journalable people. <laughs> <laughs> That man that cart swiped you was like, I met a man in the grocery store tonight and I hate him. (laughs) Dear journal, Sydney is so fucking annoying. (laughs) I'm probably in some journals. You think you're in some journals? I think I'm probably in some journals. Mm. Like not necessarily the best light, but I'm out there. Yeah. Yeah. But now that I'm uh, now that I'm straight edge, I think that uh, my appearance in journals are going to be a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I think not that I'm turning over a new leaf, but I do think that um, I don't know. I think that I'm going to be uh, less on the angry side of journalism. That's good. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll see. It might get worse. <laughs> you never don't know. Don't say that. You never know. But I think I'm thinking I'm, think I'm closer to finding my people though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My wayward souls. <laughs> Your wayward souls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you feeling good? Mm-hmm. Feeling good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just checking in. I, I appreciate that. Just checking that. in. You got to check in. Uh huh gotta check in you never know yeah so uh moving on to the gut chakra mm-hmm. right the gut chakra is one that deals with disappointment right mm-hmm. you got to balance that out mm-hmm. okay so this is a fun the nerds are so disappointed right now. what's wrong why well because uh their the comic book history is being rewritten under their nose and they don't like it mm. right and I don't know if they don't like it because it's going woke or if they don't like it because they just have canon being rewritten about particular characters that have been established. Right. Well, I can understand that. I don't want them, you know, like the the stories are pretty. They are the story. But Mm -hmm. but we have to allow for change. You know, like there has to be like we have taken fairy tales. One thing that like as a mom. With fairy tales, you know, like there's so many books that rewrite the fairy tales, like mm. like the Big Bad Wolf. Like there's a million that are like the Big Bad Wolf's not as bad as he seems. Yeah, he, you know, like the, he's, he's just a misunderstood. Yeah, vi- right. Yeah, he's, he's a, a misunderstood victim. victim. And it bothered me a little bit because the kids didn't know the original story, mm. and now you're teaching them. You know, the the like the the mix up of the story is only cute when you understand that like the Big Bad Wolf ate people like he yeah. ate granny he ate he he was evil you know yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to know that first yeah you, you yeah you need to know that this is a twist on an old class yeah 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 so the characters that are involved are x-men characters okay from the what is that that's the marvel universe yeah right and mystique okay the shape-shifting marvel character mystique mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the uh teleporting x-men uh, Nightcrawler. Okay. Okay. Nightcrawler is a Louisiana French man. No, no, no. That's Gambit. Oh, damn it. Yeah, okay. that's who I wanted to be when I went to college. Yeah. Okay. When I was going to, like, 
going to college with a with a new personality when I was gonna like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna be somebody. I'm gonna go in college with a French accent. You're gonna like be a scared. Creole accent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, mon ami. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh Wait, so Nightcrawler. Like yeah, Nightcrawler, he's uh Kurt Vonnegut. He's he's one of the only like, I remember everything about this character. Yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. He was uh he's like a little blue guy. He teleports. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he have a tail? He does have a tail. Okay, I remember him. He though. has a tail. And he, he crouches a lot. He's a croucher. He's a croucher. He's a, he's a sneaky little he's a yeah. sneaky little guy. Yeah. Like very uh very sneaky. But he's also he's like a blue demon looking guy. So right. he was like chased his whole entire life because people thought he was evil. Yeah. Right. So in the uh in the canon of the comic book, we find Mystique is a bad guy. Yeah. Right. I remember and that. Nightcrawler is one of the good guys. Mm. In the canon of uh X Men we find out twist that Mystique, who is also blue right, in her, right. her normal form, mm-hmm. she was Nightcrawler's mother. Ooh. Yeah. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right? We never knew who the father was per se, but then later on we found out that the father was possibly a, a demon. Mm, a demon. Like not a like a demon like character who has like demon like powers. But I mean, who else does a blue lady get it on with? That's fair. Yeah. Right? That's totally fair. And um, although she was always a very sexy character in the most recent X Men. Yeah. Well, it, so the uh, the the demon was red. Yeah. <laughs> it was a red guy. <laughs> you know. So maybe Kurt Vonnegut isn't actually blue. Maybe he's purple. Purple. Yeah. Maybe he's a purple guy. Yeah. You imagine the tricks that she could play on you. Though, like when you're having sex with her, she could like pop out and be anybody. Be like, that's not funny. Don't do that. Well, Ansley. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Herein lies the twist. What happened? Uh-oh. So the canon was rewritten. And people, the people that rewrote the canon are claiming that this was the original way that we were going to find out who uh, Nightcrawler's parents were. But they weren't allowed to write it back then that way because it would just be too controversial and it just wasn't, it wasn't the right time. Are we doing that? Stan Lee passed away recently, right? Did Stan Lee approve of this? Again, if, if it is the case that it wasn't allowed to be written at that time, it was probably, uh, you know, Stan Lee saying. Right? No. Because he, he, that was his role in this whole, okay, continue. Assuming, right? Assuming. But we're speculating. We don't, want to, we don't want to throw dirt on Stan Lee's name. I don't even know what, I'm, what dirt I'm throwing yet. Yeah, because we haven't read his journal. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, what ended up happening, the new story is that, uh, Mystique was uh, hooking. So the, the, the guy that was supposed to have fathered Nightcrawler with Mystique. The demon. The demon. What actually happened is that she turned into that guy. Right? Okay. Because apparently if she touches the people that she turns into, she can take some of their genetic code. Okay. So she, uh, Mystique was a lesbian. Okay. And she had a lady. And she decided to, uh, one time when they were uh, having sex, have sex with her lady as this demon guy. Okay. So Mystique is actually... The dad? The dad. <laughs> <laughs> so the other lady carried the baby. The other lady carried the baby. Okay. And then Mystique gave birth to the baby. Mystique, oh, no, no, no. The, the other lady gave birth. But Mystique is the dad, not the mom. <laughs> okay yeah and the nerds are like so disappointed because they're looking at this as the comic books going woke and trying to uh, appease the the woke crowd 
And they're like, that's why nobody reads comic books anymore anyway. <laughs> that's kind of funny. It is funny. Yeah. But did we ever know that Mystique was a lesbian? Like, was that ever written into anything? I mean, she's a she's a shapeshifter, so she's probably also a sex shifter too. She was, and she was a sexy character. She, she was, was always very sensual. Yes. Right? I don't think that any one sex could probably fulfill her sexual desires. Right. Right. I'm not mad at the idea of her being a lesbian. It doesn't. That doesn't like. That uh, it doesn't not track. Yeah. For who she is as a character. Yeah. But it's also kind of hilarious. Yeah. That it's like it's like one of those things uh like i'm my own grandpa situation. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mom's my dad because she's like she is his mom but like she gave the sperm so my mom's my dad yeah because she yeah it's funny. yeah my, my my dad's my mom my mom dad my mom dad it's <laughs> my mom dad it's my mom dad and some white and this is some hot white lady is his mom yeah. <laughs> Which is like he's still biracial. <laughs> That's funny. He's got he's got three parents now. He's got yeah he's got he's three right he's 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 definitely mixed. Yeah, <laughs> he's the most biracial character in the history of Marvel. <laughs> All right, I mean I'm not mad at it. I think it. I don't know. I'm not mad at it, but I do think it's funny that uh, the people are mad at it. Yeah. You know, that's funny. I think, I think the, in my opinion, I don't know much about this, but I feel like there are probably other things that the comic book fans were really mad about, but they couldn't be like, I don't like that you turned that character black or that you made that character a girl. You know, like, I think there were probably, and like, this was one that they could be like, we don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, you're right. They had some pent up, like, stop changing all the characters. You're right. Adding them all in. and. yeah, I probably should have did a little research on other things. Like when they were like, and this is why, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what other things have yeah. been added to and this is why? Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't look that up. Yeah. But you're probably right. Yeah. I think you're on fire today with your speculation. Oh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm tuned into the world. Yeah. Those deep breaths in the beginning. They helped me out. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They really put you on the right track. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go journal after yeah, this. Yeah, make sure you write in your journal that I brought that. Like it was my <laughs> idea to do those breaths. <laughs> oh, right? I will write in my journal. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. All right. We're moving along. We're feeling good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, now we're off to the heart chakra. The heart chakra is about love, compassion, and a little Always bit of Always one of my favorites. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you have some appreciation to shout out? Um, no, I don't know. I do. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to shout out my appreciation for DMX. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you miss it. Is he still around, right? No, he he passed away a few years ago. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it was a drug overdose. Oh man. Or it was either it was a drug a dog overdose. overdose. <laughs> it was he had a... too much dog in him. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> DMX had too much dog in him. <laughs> think he barked up the wrong tree maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he either it was either he passed away from either a drug overdose or complications from all of the drugs that he did up until that point yeah right? i don't remember exactly what it was but i remember his funeral was big it was yeah. like they had like a rough riders funeral for him and they were like it was like a parade yeah because you know? dmx like in his in his time 
he was an inspirational character. He wasn't just a gangster yeah. rapper. Yeah, he was very, um, very crossover too. You know, like for being as hard of a rapper as he was, mm-hmm. like he was known and loved worldwide by all. You know, he, he kind of brought us together a little bit. He was. It was. Uh, he was. He was. He was probably the most spiritual gangster rapper to ever exist. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had on. I think on almost every CD that he had, he had a part of his CD where he did a prayer. Mm-hmm. You know. And his, his, they were all amazing. I don't know if I've ever heard any of his prayers. Are you, are you serious? I think, I, I mean, I, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have a DMX prayer real quick. Okay. You kidding me? Yeah. DMX was like the it guy. Mo- it moves, moving? Yeah. Well, see, yeah. I mean, that, so again, um, DMX, so DMX is who we listened to for uh, the one track season. That in high school were like all of us won our individual events and then our team won the district championship mm-hmm. and like a bunch of us went to state and were showing out. Mm-hmm. We listened to DMX every practice mm-hmm. and on every bus ride for every track meet. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was just D. Yeah. Yeah. We had that dog in us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty wild. So let's see. DMX prayer. Yeah. D, D had some. Uh, are you ready for this? I think so. I don't know. Let me get this up. <coughs> That's all good. It is all good. All right, let me get this recorded. All right. Let's listen to this DMX. Oh, no. I don't want that on there. I didn't expect his prayers to be set to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was Santa Claus with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Father, please walk with us through the bad times as well as the good. May we be heard and understood from the suburbs to the hood. May you judge us by our hearts and not by our mistakes. And see that we get our breakthrough, however long that it takes. May you feel that thought in our souls. We will lay our fears to rest. But there's no way we can live for Jesus when we're living in the flesh. So I pray that you allow our spirits to be born, grow strong, move on, no right from wrong. First John chapter 2 verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. And we know what that means. But listen, we know the distance we need to be away from fire to keep it missing. But that doesn't mean we'll listen. Lord, you take care of fools and babies. You teach women to honor their men, and men respect their ladies. But lately, so many of us have gone astray, doing wrong for so long that we've forgotten the way. Please bring us back home. Instill in us the word, which is our backbone. We're just children that not grown. There is so much that we're entitled to, yet we receive so little. Because in this time of spiritual warfare, we're comfortable in the middle. So I pray that you open our eyes. Give us the anointing to recognize the devil and his lies. If we keep our actions wise, our prayers sincere, our hands to the sky, you will diminish our fears. In Jesus' mighty name we are brave. Amen. Amen. Amen, DMX. Right, and then he goes on to rap about killing your children and banging your wife. <laughs> yeah. He's a wise man. He's a wise he found man. Balance. He found balance, man. And uh, 
I had a dream about him. Yeah? Yeah. And it was, uh, he was speaking to me in prayer, in yeah. the dream. Yeah. And it was, uh, and I, I don't know, I think it was just one of those things where it was just like uh, reminding me who, who I was, right? Because. That you got the dog in you? I got that dog in me. He was reminding me that I got that dog in me and that I'm a champion mm-hmm. at heart, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that I need to get back to where I was at the start. Oh. And that I have to add that to what I do with my art. And I have to come back and make sure that I don't let the haters tear me apart. Ooh, preach on, brother. And now I'm going to go on and on. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it was a, it was a wild dream. Because you know I'm having these vivid dreams now that I'm not smoking anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're coming through and it was just so real. Mm-hmm. And man, I had, speaking of vivid dreams, I had a, I had a dream uh, the other night that, uh, me, uh, me and uh, Tim Hart, our, our, you know, our head coach from our gym, we were walking up our, like, the hill from like, uh, like the, the bottom of uh, uh, our town up to the top of the town. We were walking to uh, the, the gym. We were walking to the gym. For some reason, we had to walk up the main street. And I had a very heavy book bag on. Mm-hmm. And the book bag was like so heavy that it was hurting my lower back. Oh, it's weighing you down. It was weighing me down, but it was actually weighing me. Like, it was hurting my back. Yeah. Like I was actually like trying to move around in bed to find comfortable positions. Yeah. Then I have my back hurt. Got to climb that hill, Syndicate. I do have to climb that hill. Yeah. Right? I got to climb that hill. And I'm taking the backpack off. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need to carry that weight. You're carrying too much weight. You yeah. got to take it off. I tried all sorts of ways to carry the weight. You don't need to carry the weight. Then. I don't need to. I, I was trying to drag it with one hand. Stop dragging you know? the weight. At Just one let point, it go. At one point, Tim was like, yo, let me carry it for a little bit. And I was like, no, this is my burden. No. I can't, let, I can't put it on you. I have to carry this. You got to put that burn down. And then I let it go. And then I felt good. And that was at the same time that you got out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams don't mean anything. So that's in my journal now. (laughs) All this time, I'm your burden. All this time, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Dreams don't know shit. (laughs) Maybe maybe you just had no room in the bed. When I got out, you were like, ah, (laughs) I can actually get comfortable. I think you were on my back. hard knee in your back yeah. <laughs> just can't get comfortable <laughs> yeah so that's uh so yeah i, I gotta um yeah i love i mean i i do i like dmx has like a very special place in my heart mm. you know mm-hmm. and you know i just you know i'm gonna i'm gonna give a shout out to dmx man yeah and here's the crazy part about this so. the crazy part so that day i woke up with dmx in my heart and mind uh-huh. right my youtube algorithm Mm-hmm. Hit me up with some DMX shorts. It knows what's in your heart and mind. I'm very uncomfortable with this. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to say things out loud anymore. No, I mean, who? I could have been. I could have been like DMX in my sleep. You know, my phone was next to me. I could have been like sleeping, like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Right. So that I mean, I I would like. There's got to be something. Mm-hmm. It can't like it, they can't know us that well, so well that they're predicting when no. DMX is going to be in our heart and mind. I don't know, man. So I woke up and the short that I saw was uh, 
So remember when DMX was on that show, the uh, the rehab show with Dr. Drew? Yeah. Right? And uh, there was a part of that show where the families had to come and they had to talk to their families and, and, and confront yeah. their, their families or families had got to confront them or yeah. whatever. And I think it was part of that show. It could have been something else. I don't know. But I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, there was uh, a part of that where DMX was dealing with his son. And his son was, uh, I don't know, giving him ultimatum. That, that wasn't part of the clip. Yeah. What was part of the clip was DMX response to the son, where I think the son was like, I don't want to be around you if, if X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then DMX response was, uh, well, then I guess I'll see you at my funeral. And then he, he stood up. He was like, give me a hug. You'll see me at my funeral. And then uh, the son was like crying because he, he didn't want to seal the deal that way. No, you know what I mean? No. So he didn't give him the hug. When you give those ultimatums, that's not what you want. No, that's not what that's, you want at all. That's the wrong choice. Yeah, but he... Loved but one. DMX does have that dog in him. He does. You gotta know, you gotta know who you're talking <laughs> yeah, to, man. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Apparently, the drugs weren't the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got the oh. drugs out of him, but the dog reigned supreme. Man, can you imagine saying that to your kid? You my... Oh, dad, dads are intense. Yeah, dads are pretty intense. Dad, like, it's not a, that's not a mom thing. No, not at all. No. Not at all. But, uh. Because I feel like you can't. Yeah, because you're, like, you're like, actually, yeah, my dad said that to me a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> moms are like, I hope they come to my funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very different. Yeah. It's a very different approach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but DMX ended up leaving the room. And I think it was the mom was in the room. And she was like, I don't ever want to see you again. He was like, fuck you, bitch. Am I talking to you? And then she was like, get out. And he was like, you get out. And then DMX left. <laughs> so my algorithm was like, just so you know, he wasn't, he wasn't the best. He's not, he's not the, all the role model. But... Yeah, but that's, that makes him, that made him more, it made it more, um, it gave it more depth to me. Yeah, he was trying. He yeah. was he was a flawed human. He was a flawed human. But he was searching for the good. He was definitely searching for the good. He couldn't get there. And he did. He had he did he did have moments. impact on a really small track team in Pottstown, <laughs> Pennsylvania in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. You know, he took like he propelled us to glory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was a that was a wild thing. Yeah, well right? that's your lesson there, right? You don't have to be all it's not all beautiful right but like use what you can to get to the top yeah flaws and all flaws and all flaws and all yeah and uh i'm, I'm predominantly flaws <laughs> <laughs> i should be famous by now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah so that's that's what that was that's nice yeah you feel good about that i feel good yeah thank you for sharing the prayer you're very welcome i like yeah. it and that, that's only one of yeah. the many dmx prayers yeah right we might start. We might start starting this podcast with a DMX prayer. I'm. I'm in. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Yeah. Screw those deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take our deep breaths through his prayers. Yeah. During his prayers. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get that dog in us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all right, so we're moving on to the throat chakra. Mm-hmm. The throat chakra deals with truth and yes. uh, and, and honesty and, and things of that nature. This kind of cracked me up. Uh, I was, you know, again, I'm filling my head with information right now. Mm-hmm. It, this is a beautiful thing. Like, I, it's like, I can't believe I was existing like that for so long. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and kudos to you for sticking around. 
should see my journals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I did put those kids in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I trapped you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, 40, 40% of hiring managers lie to the people that they're interviewing. Um, about what kind of stuff? No, they lie to them about, uh, like, the growth potential for employees. Oh, for sure. Right? They lie to them about, um, what else was the it? Earning potential. Earning, earning potential, right? So Hours. Yes, hours, like the uh, oh, I, work, I, work-life balance. Yes, oh, yeah. I, I, yes, of course. Of course they do. Yeah. I have been at enough job interviews for construction companies to know that when they say that we support work-life balance, and we are a family that it's it's nonsense. Yeah. Nobody in construction, everyone in construction still thinks you got to be the first one in and the last one to leave. And that proves you're the best worker. Yeah. But when they interview you. Yeah. Like, yeah. We want you to be able to spend a lot of time. With them. Yeah. You know, because we understand that this company, that if you're not spending time with your family, then you're not going to be at a homeostasis in order to give your best at the job. And that's what we want out of. You. We want your best. Yeah. Like they don't want your best. No. They want your blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even really give two shits about your sweat and tears. No. <laughs> <laughs> they just want your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was just cracking me up. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. It's funny. It's funny to think about because we always talk about like the, the people being interviewed and like, oh, you're lying on your resume and this and mm-hmm. that. It's like, we all lying. Yeah. If you ain't lying, you ain't trying. No. Right. I don't, it, it, it's weird to me that people tell the truth at job interviews. <laughs> Come to th- I don't think anybody should be telling the truth. I think everybody should be lying. I think both, I think it should just be one big lie fest, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you shouldn't even be judging uh, your, your, the people that you're interviewing based off of whether or not they uh, qualify, like whether or not the answers that they're giving are qualified answers. It should be like, huh, I couldn't really see where he was lying. Yeah. Well, it's like so crazy now, right? Because you go for job interviews and people are like, oh, you're too qualified. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not qualified enough. Oh, you know, like, so you're like trying to find the perfect amount of qualification, you know, yeah. like, come on now. It's like, oh, I was too qualified. What exactly made me too qualified? Oh, oh, no, I was lying about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. somebody's like, but we want to mold you in the way of our institute. Like, stop trying to mold me. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you can't. Yeah. I do not want that. I don't want to be molded. No. You know, but then it's like, what is one of your greatest strengths? I'm very malleable. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it should, it, it's, it's really like, listen, I'm a body. You need a body. <laughs> yeah. I will get the work done. I'll, Just, yeah. Okay. Sometimes, most times, most of the times I'll get the work done. Yeah. But a large portion of the time that I'm here, I'm going to be pretending to be busy. <laughs> do we have a deal <laughs> yeah so all right that's quick and dirty that one was uh that one was nice and fast all right we're up to the third eye and uh this this was this was really interesting to me um so uh, this is about meditation but so again the third eye the third eye is the chakra that is uh it's, it's starting to connect you to the ethereal plane mm. right it's what helps you, what I've been reading about it, it's what helps you kind of um, make sense of the spirituality. I want to be connected. You want to be connected, I right? Do. 
The crown is what connects you. The crown chakra is what connects you, but the third eye chakra is what interprets mm. the crown. Sure. Right? And so I've been learning about uh, the meditation, and they've been doing some, not they've been doing, but there's this guy, his name is uh, Boga, Vaga. I, I, again, I'm reading it. I'm not listening to a podcast on it, so I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Okay. But it's, some, it's Vaga, Boga, Boga, something, Dispenza, you know? He's this uh, charming, maybe Italian man, mm-hmm. right, who does a meditation retreat. Okay. And he claims that uh, meditation can heal you, right? Right. And the point that he's making is, well, if you can make yourself, if you can think yourself sick, yeah, then you can think yourself healed. Okay. And he has an anecdotal story that he uses for this because he was in a very really bad accident when he was younger mm-hmm. and it messed up his spine yeah and he was going to require all sorts of surgeries to heal his spine and even if the surgeries were successful he still might not have been able to walk again properly and he was still going to probably have all these uh co- negative consequences for the rest of his life yeah so what he did is he he meditated like he went to deep meditation hours and hours a day and in the meditation he was reconstructing his own spine with yeah. his mind with the meditation he was visualizing his spine being reconstructed right yeah which is you know i'm like loving this i'm reading this i'm yeah, loving this because i have a very similar story yeah to this because i was you know i was hit by a car and i was like tragically tragically injured in mm-hmm. this car accident my arm my left arm was shattered and my pelvis was cracked open mm-hmm. and i did do rehab and everything but i also laid down in the hospital bed every night and I, I did visualize my arm being reconstructed. I could have did better with that. But I, <laughs> first time, first time. I was focused more on my pelvis being reconstructed. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, because I just wanted to be fast again. I didn't realize how important arm swing was <laughs> to, to, to locomotion. Sure. I just wasn't educated enough. Yeah. Right? But had I been, my arm would be the same size as my other arm today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my pelvis is good. Yeah. Right? I can still jump high. Yeah. Right? And so he, he now has a meditation retreat. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, you know, some scientists wanted to study meditation. So they were using his retreat because he gets like thousands of people at his retreat mm-hmm. uh, every time he does it. And the guy was saying, like, you know, people who wanted to study the effects of meditation is really difficult because it could take years to just get 50 volunteers to do this meditation retreat. Well, not meditate, but to to. To, to be able to study. It can take years to get just 50 people to study for the effects of meditation. But this guy gets like 2,000 people at a time. So in doing that, you can get like 900 volunteers. Yeah. And then you have people at the meditation retreat that, because uh, it's a retreat. So not everybody does all of the, the meditation practices. Some of the people just go there to get away for the weekend or the week or however long this meditation retreat is. That is a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place, but that gives you the control, yeah. right? So. They're just there dining. Yeah, they're just there. They're just there relaxed. Yeah. Right? So, because, like, one of, the, one of the things that people were saying is, like, well, it, it could be, like, it could just be that they're just relaxing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's just a timeout from yeah. hectic life. And that's what's causing these, you know, possible placebo effects. Yeah. But. Again, one of the, okay, so let's get into what meditation does, right? Uh, so 
what we what we do know, and again, this is from the studies and even from the skeptics that were you know criticizing or trying to critique the study, we do know that meditation does reduce stress and stress hormones. Mm-hmm. Right? Meditation also reduces inflammation. Mm-hmm. They don't know why per se, but they think that it has something to do with the fact that it reduces stress. Mm-hmm. Right? They're trying I mean, again because you know they're trying to make scientific. Uh, uh, qualifications for why all this stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. And so let me, let me get real quick. So it reduces uh, inflammation, and they also found that uh, meditation reduced, or no, increased people's resilience to the COVID-19 virus, mm. which is probably why I never got it. Mm. I'm a, I meditated heavy during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was getting in, mm-hmm. right? Because I was like, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not taking this fucking vaccine. I'm gonna meditate, mm-hmm. right? And then it also there is a, a protein called uh, Serpina Five, and it's on all caps, so it's it's an acronym. And that protein, um, I think it increased that protein, and that protein is what stops the molecule that is necessary for the COVID virus to infect the body mm-hmm. you know and uh what else does it do it also was it it decreases cortisol mm-hmm. in the body and cortisol is, is uh we get cortisol spike during stress yeah and, and things like that and too much cortisol actually starts to break down muscle in a negative way mm-hmm. and the, one of the one of the things that they were saying is that uh cortisol is the way that the cortisol spikes in the human body now is different than the way that it's actually designed to because it's supposed to like spike and then go away. We're supposed to right. live with spikes and then go away. And so in a time when like um you're getting chased by a tiger, right. Your cortisol is supposed to spike to help you deal with that situation. But then when it's over, it's supposed to just, you know, to go away. But now we live in high cortisol all the yeah, time. Yeah, because people you are know, just fucking stressed out. All the time. All like, the so time. now people are stressing no real about their threat. 401ks yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that doesn't go away. The tiger yeah. doesn't go away anymore. Right. Right. So the meditation helps to reduce uh, cortisol. And, uh, you know, so they did, they did an experiment where they used, uh, like, they, they, dis- I, I, it's hard to say because I don't, I don't know the science behind all of this. But they used a fake COVID nineteen virus or something that uh, mirrored the COVID nineteen virus, and they put that in a petri dish, and then they took blood from three different people at the retreat, right? Mm-hmm. People that were doing the intense meditation, people that were doing the light, like a light meditation package, and then people that were just like getting away. Mm-hmm. They weren't even doing the meditation; they were just there to chill, maybe try to finger pop a couple people who were meditating Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh and when they did that test the people who did the heavy meditation their blood was 100 percent resistant to that virus Mm -hmm. the people that did the light meditation somewhat resistant and the people that were just chilling no resistance at all Mm. let's talk about what kind of vacation you really need these days yeah, what do you, so what do you think? What do you think is the ideal vacation? For, for well-being? Yeah. I think you got to meditate. I think that's what you just told us. 
you can't just go away and like sit on a beach and drink a margarita and maybe read a book right you yeah. need to you need to you're gonna get covid you're gonna get covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta actually you gotta sit down and do some meditation you gotta take some deep breaths mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta connect yourself to the uh ether that's all we're asking yeah we're asking to just 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 connect a little bit yeah you know like why 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 stay you <laughs> you could be better you could be better you could, could be, be a little bit better a little you know? bit better like meditation it's not going to change who you are but it's just going to put you in a, you know, and, and again so these people were like well the the people who are critiquing this are like well what here's the thing though people that meditate also are more likely to live healthier lifestyle right they're also more likely to have uh, more money in education Right, you, know? you got time to sit down and, and think about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that kind of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't got time to sit down and think about nothing. I need to sit down and think about how everything is falling apart around yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I sit down and think about nothing, it gets worse. <laughs> so, but I'm down. I, you know what the crazy thing is? If, like, all the things that we 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 may or may not know about meditation, right? But if mm-hmm. you said, "Hey, I've got this pill that you know when you take it, like all these good things happen for you," you know how much money you'd make selling that pill. You know how many people would jump on board with that pill, and you can have it for free. You can have this pill for free. Uh, you mean are you are you referring to the opioid epidemic? Epidemic. Is that, <laughs> Look is how that, many people jumped on board with that, right? Way too many people jumped on board with that, <laughs> right? Yeah. But like, like this, it's like the meditation. Like you can do it in five minutes a day. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't know how much. Like that's five minutes is better than nothing. You know, like. Or I could just Percocet. Give me Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Percocet. Molly Percocet. Uh, that's yeah. a rap song. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know. <laughs> yeah, or meditate. Or meditate. You know? But but it's I don't know. Like we said we like we were just talking about it. It's like the easiest, hardest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you no street cred. No. Meditation gives you no street cred. Yeah. You can't bop, you don't bop to it. No. You know? You ohm to it. You ohm. Yeah. Nobody's oming in the club. Yeah. Give me some yeah. give me some meditation I can bop to, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll start meditating. And it's also like I feel like part of me when I does it that when I does it when I do it, I'm if I get flustered or upset about something later in the day, I'm I'm so quick to be like stupid meditation didn't even work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me. Yeah, give me a perk set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but but then but here's the thing. That's that's when you need a couple breaths. That is, you know. It's not, it's not, it's not necessary. And, and I think that's the problem with, with people's perception of meditation. They think that the meditation, the, the, the single meditation is going to be the fix all into the future mm-hmm. where you meditate every day and then you leave the house and you're good all day. Mm-hmm. But if something arises, it's like, all right, take a couple breaths, reinforce that meditation. Yeah. There's like, a, I feel like there's a lot of crossover to athletic performance that goes in with that. Right. Because there's um, a lot of studies about how like right before you're going to do your activity, your sport, you know, perform mm-hmm. like if you have like everybody's got a slightly different breathing rhythm that brings them into a place of Zen or a place of and I'm I'm not explaining this correctly, but like this is my understanding of this. 
um, you know, like a and like if you can understand what your breathing pattern is and you and you practice this breathing pattern, you know, like when you're not into these events, but like maybe before you go to practice every day, you know, it's something that your body's accustomed to. Then when you're about to um, and of course, I'm thinking of this through a jujitsu lens, but like when you're about to step on the mat on the mat for your match, you have, you know, 10 seconds. You can breathe in this rhythm and it will calm your body and bring you back to a state of focus that will allow you to perform at your best. Yeah, well, I've been I've been using uh, meditation to manipulate you for years for Excuse me? performance, for Excuse athletic me? performance. Excuse me? Yeah, you know, I, so yeah, let's talk about this. I've been tricking you. <laughs> no, I've been, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not tricking you. But like, so uh, I, I, I very firmly believe in uh, like meditative tricks right. for athletic performance. Right. And, you know, it, with, with, with you, we've been, I think we've been kind of changing them, you mm-hmm. know, as we go. Uh, I, I always, like when I was competing, I just stuck with one and I would have a meditation that I would do that was associated with like a physical activity that I would also like link that meditation to. Mm-hmm. And then when I was competing, I would just do that physical thing. Right. And then that would put me it like ground your body yeah, and would, your, all of your senses and all of yeah. your system. So, you know, I've been using like different phrases with you, you know. And it seems to work, mm-hmm. you know, purple belt world champion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's just something that you can, you know, you can use mm-hmm. even if, even if uh, your squad isn't there. Like when you had to go to world championship, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that your typical squad wasn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we got to set these triggers right. Right. You know, and then we talk on the phone, we do the triggers, mm-hmm. and then you go compete, mm-hmm. right? Right. So. Yeah, I think I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Let's get, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's that. I think that's that. <laughs> I think that's that. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to give away too many of our secrets yeah. on here. If, if you want to put some credibility behind it, I have been with Emily Quoke, who's like one of the, like she is one of the highest um, life coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Like that people, like millionaires pay, pay her to help them perform better in business and everyday life and jujitsu athletes pay her. And um, I was at a competition with her and she was talking about how she uses this method as well. See, and I, and, and here's the thing. And I'm, and I'm, I need to start taking credit for, for the shit that I've been doing all this time. Mm-hmm. I came up with that when I was a kid. When you were listening to DMX. Yes. He was one of our triggers. Mm-hmm. Like he was, it was, that was literally one of our meditative triggers mm-hmm. that, and we might not even have realized what we were doing. Right. But the fact that, like, because at practice, you're free. Right. You're having fun. You're working hard. You're being precise. We made sure that year we were, in, every, in everybody's event, and every single person, we were about absolute precision. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we were going to beat everybody. Like, it can't be, you know, past time, we were known for our grit and our, and our toughness. Mm-hmm. It was like, nah, this year we're going to be known for our precision. Everybody who's going to be out there competing is going to look like a fucking the ballerina version of that event mm-hmm. and that that's what we went for you know mm-hmm. like me what was your phrase that you just recently said to me like when you are performing um you don't rise to the occasion you fall to you your fall to your level of training training right and that's kind of what we relied on mm-hmm. you know we we, we we're going to make sure that our precision whether it was at a way higher level than everybody else's precision and we were reinforcing that 
with the soundtrack of DMX. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. So every time, every time we were listening to DMX, you was the deal. We're ball- you know? we're fucking ballerinas. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like we were like listening to DMX in first position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just at training today around different coaches and they brought that up. They were talking about one of their students and how they just did a competition and how they had noticed like this person's very, very talented, but in practice sometimes they are a lazy practicer Mm -hmm. and they went into their competition and did some lazy moves and didn't get the results that they should have gotten based off of their skill level. Yeah. Because they fell to their level of training. And here's here's the here's the wild part about it. I believe, and, and, and don't, like, I, I, if you're competing, I don't rely on this, but I do believe you can have 90% of your practice being lazy, right? And then 10% of your practice being not lazy, but then, like, setting up a trigger for that 10%, mm. right? If you have your trigger associated with that 10% of practice, when you get into competition and you reinforce your trigger, you'll be primed for what you do in that 10%. Yeah. Now. I, th- I think I'm that's not going to play with yeah, that. Yeah, that's a but. lazy way to approach it. I think <laughs> yeah. that's, that's unsafe, yeah. you know? But I do believe that you could also do it that way right. as well. Right, right. So, you know, to each his own. To each your own. Meditate. Yeah. Chakra pop. That's a third eye chakra pop. Yeah. Right? That was probably the most third eye chakra we popped in a non-guest episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So we're moving on to the crown chakra. Yes. The jewel. Yeah. Of all chakras. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, this, is, this is fun. It, so, again, the crown chakra is what attaches us to the, uh, the higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about consciousness in general, right? And I was reading an article about uh, scientists have been studying mice in a way that they believe now that mice have consciousness part of me is like of course they do they're living beings you know i think anything from plant up has a consciousness i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna add to that i think everything period has consciousness. that's fair right and and i'm there's no way for me to prove it i don't have the equipment right i'm not doing the studies yeah i'm just believing with all my heart yeah right i think everything has consciousness i think it is a very arrogant way to look at the world to believe that uh, things, especially things that are living, don't have consciousness. Yeah. Right. And I don't even know what about our own existence we we look at to make us believe that other living things don't have consciousness. Right. Right. Like, why do we not believe that everything has consciousness? Yeah. Like, it's always funny to me when scientists talk about how they've figured out that, like, this plant because i think we i think we believe this for most animals but like this plant can feel pain Mm -hmm. or like a lower like a simple life form can feel pain yeah you're always like yeah of course it can yeah shit hurts yeah (laughs) you think it doesn't go ew i don't like that like yeah ah that's what makes me that's what makes me think that i'm a g right because the part of the article said well next time you think about killing mice just know that they have consciousness. Like, I always thought they had consciousness. Kill them anyway. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> I don't want you in my house. I yeah. don't, it's not like, it wasn't like, oh man, these unconscious things are in our house yeah. eating our food. Yeah. I don't care less. It's like, I don't want these little bastards in my house. The Kill them all. everywhere. Kill them all. <laughs> 
was, um, I got that dog in me. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you've been reading more, I guess I've been watching more. Um, but I was watching the show that and one of the characters was an astronaut. They had gone to the moon, and when they came back, they they were talking about how when they came back that they wouldn't even kill a spider anymore because, like, once you've been in space and experience the vastness that doesn't have living things, mm-hmm. you know, like doesn't have things with consciousness, you come back and you realize how precious life is and how rare it is and how small, like, it is. Interesting. Because, I mean, again, I've never been to space, so I can't, you know, really speak on this. Yeah. But I do think that space has and is a type of consciousness in and of itself. Oh, you think so? You don't think it's like, it's so, it's so vast though. And it's so, like, like, there's black holes up there. Like, you think black holes are where the consciousness is not? I don't think there is any part of existence that doesn't have consciousness. I think consciousness is what connects all things, living and non-living. You think it's the ether? I think it is. I do think it is the ether. I think do it you is. imagine it like a map of gold spiderweb everywhere connecting, like dinging? Like, how do you see it? I, I, just, I just see it as it's not nowhere. View me or, it's, or it, it is everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't think that there is anything that isn't consciousness. I think the space between things has consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. I think because we're all, we're all, I mean, again, a, a lot of it gets into like the, uh, the, the woo woo yeah. field. Sure. You know, and I'm, that's not what I'm trying to do, you know, because I'm a scientist at heart. Yeah. You know, I'm a lab coat guy. Yeah. Right. However, I do believe that. I don't know. I just think it's, I just think we're all connected. I think everything's connected. And I don't think that, uh, it, 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 it revolves around our ability to measure and understand. And I don't think we should rely on our limited ability to observe, measure, and understand the universe around us to determine whether or not there is consciousness or there is not consciousness. It's like just because I can't perceive consciousness doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You right. know, like there was a time where we couldn't perceive the idea of electricity, but electricity has always existed, even before it was harnessed by Ben Franklin with the kite. Right. Right. It wasn't. It was still there. So, what do you think happens when somebody dies in their consciousness? I think uh, their journals get read, and then people get sad. <laughs> 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 and uh, I don't know. You know, I can't say, you know, I, 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 uh, although I have been dead a couple of times, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 you know, if I had to go based off of my own experience of death, I think we, we just go into, we, we are, we just exist. We're, we're part of the information that is all of existence, mm-hmm. right? All of existence is happening at once. This, this is info. We are, it is all information. Like consciousness is, is also information mm-hmm. and Again, now we're getting we're getting above my pay grade here, mm-hmm. right? But that's as, that's as much as I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Now back to these mice, okay? Right. So the way that they determined that mice have consciousness is kind of silly, okay? Right. So what they did is they painted black mice white, mm. and then put them in front of a mirror. Are they allowed to do this? Well, they didn't paint white mouse black <laughs> <laughs> that would have been much easier they were really trying hard they know? were right to find black mice 
<laughs> and paint them white. Like, paint it's much white. easier to paint, like, take a white mouse and paint it any color you want. We all know that's easier than covering up a black color. Yeah. <laughs> for <Go> sure <laughs> is. They had to put so many coats of white paint on that mouse. <laughs> it couldn't move. It was all crusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- but they painted these uh these uh black mice white, put them in front of a mirror. <laughs> and the mouse said, "Oh my god." <laughs> yeah, they were like trying to get it off. Yeah. You know? And they were like, "Oh my god, it recognizes that it's white now. It must have consciousness." <laughs> <laughs> that proves it. We just did science. <laughs> Yeah. How does that prove it? I don't know. That makes it's like, dude, how what what are you guys doing? <laughs> Leave those mice alone. <laughs> are you guys tormenting mice like this? <laughs> like, meanwhile, the mice are like, oh my god, I'm gonna get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. <laughs> oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> you know, but then do you then the mice started talking. Then the mice were so much cooler. <laughs> no, sorry, they were so much less cool. Yeah. Oh, now that I'm white, I'm gonna invent the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah, different. They, they painted black mice white, and then they started like ending slavery. <laughs> 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 like, what? What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? And do you have any? Do you, what? 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 What, do you, what? If any critiques to this experiment, do you have immediately? Because because I had some immediately, and then in 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 it. They referred to those critiques in the article. Um, so did they try painting the mice any other colors? Uh, I don't think that they did. It wasn't mentioned in the article. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should have more critiques of this. But I mean, I don't, I, I do critique this. I don't see yeah. that this is like. It's, it's hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> this is hogwash. I agree with your conclusion that might have co- mice have consciousness. I don't agree with your experiment. No, I don't know. The experiment is dumb. Um, it's a dumb experiment. <laughs> what else do mice do when they look in a mirror without being painted? They go, damn, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so here, here's the thing that my immediate critique was. Do these are these black mice that are hanging around other black mice? Are these black mice that are hanging around white mice? So if you took a black mouse <laughs> that was hanging around all white mice, right? You painted that mouse white, Did put him in front of a mirror. Would he be like, "What the fuck is?" Or he'd just be like, "I am a swan." Like yeah. it's like the ugly little duckling story. Or would he just feel like it's just normal? Cause yeah, that's what he's used to seeing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and so they did mention that they were like, you know, however. These were black mice that were hanging around black mice. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> These mice were from the hood. They were, they were, they were hood mice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they took a bunch of uh, African-American mice <laughs> who grew up in an African-American mice neighborhood. And, uh, but then when they took, when they used mice that were like isolated. Mm-hmm, lone mice. Yeah, and then put white on them and put them in front of the mirror they they didn't try to get the white off Mm, you know mm. and then they also took uh black mice that were hanging around white mice yeah yeah (laughs) and they also weren't really trying to get the white off of them either oh no yeah (laughs) but the methodology is based off of an experiment that they did years ago to test to decide whether or not chimpanzees had consciousness 
where they would put like a red dot on their nose or something right. and then put them in front of a mirror and they would try to get the red dot off their nose. Yeah. But that was just because they were seeing a bunch of other chimps that didn't have red dots. Right. You know, but if you, if you grow up and then also too, they, they mix it up. It was like, well, they don't even know what the fuck a mirror is. Right. 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 So then they had the experiment like back then of chimps that used to get to hang around mirrors all the time. Yeah. Put a red dot on them. They would try to get it off their nose. And chimps that never really got to see a mirror, didn't know what a mirror was, put them with a red dot. And they were just like, okay. I mean, you get a, you get a guy drunk enough in a bar, he tries to fight himself in a mirror. Like, he doesn't, have, does he not have a consciousness? He doesn't know that's him? <laughs> Kill him! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah. So... Yeah, it, but again, it just, it, it really, I think, speaks to the fact that we have no idea what consciousness is. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the, the fact that we are trying to, it's like maybe humans don't even have consciousness then. Yeah. You know, if that's, if, if, depending on what the metrics are. Do octopuses have so much? Because they can, like, they blend in with everything? Because they can, like. That's a very good point, because they can look at something, know that they're not that, and then change into it. Right? So do they have the most? Well, they have more than me. I can't change into anything. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say this, I will say this: there is a time when I do feel like I am transformed, right? Mm-hmm. Any time, and this is the only time that I can't. I'm not. I'm not a singer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a talented singer. However, any time Beyonce's "Halo" comes on. Mm-hmm. I am Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little consciousness. I'm transformed. Yeah. I got transformed. Yeah. So I have to have consciousness. You right? have to. Yes. I am on another level. Yeah. And I think everybody feels that way. I think that is the one, like if you, if you like the one song that transforms us all into that person, mm-hmm. Beyonce's Halo. Yeah. That is the one thing that, that Beyonce's Halo is the universal consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> It connects uh, yeah. all beings, it, living or not. It might be. That's what's in space. <laughs> <laughs> Have they tried playing this around the mice? I mean. What if they all, like, stood up on their hind legs, <laughs> put a yeah. hand on a hip? Halo. And <laughs> <laughs> thinking with the ray of sun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I wonder if that is the sound that is in space. It's just. <laughs> she does all the tricks in that song does it's so fun yeah it's so fun it's uh so yeah so that's that <laughs> <laughs> i think we solved it yeah we did we did we did it we made it to the end yes i actually feel enlightened yeah i feel good yeah yeah so uh you want to end with a deep breath yes okay let's end with some deep breaths uh you want to do your square technique all right yes we're okay. ready on the square all right breathe in on the ups side hold breathe out hold breathe in hold breathe out hold and we're good I can breathe again? breathe okay breathe normally <laughs> right. everyone breathe normally we're back we're back alright we completed the square And we finished another episode of Chakra Poppers. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to get some more of this, we're going to hop onto the Patreon and do a little thing, right? Yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a thing. A little thing. A little little bit of a thing on the Patreon. And uh, $1 gets you all of our exclusive content. Actually, I'll tell you what we're going to do. 
or we're going to hop on the Patreon and we're going to do the fight commentary and analysis from one About of your jiu-jitsu time, matches. Ansley and Sydney. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do for our Patreon episode. We're going to do a fight commentary and analysis from Ansley's last fight to win, which was uh, shown on Flow Grappling. And uh, pop my chakras through it. They want to pop her chakras. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's pop those chakras through that match. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. Hop into the Patreon with us while we do this. We love you guys so much. And we are out. See ya.